Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Nigel went after Mikado. What the hell is Mikado? Not what, who. She's a cat. He went after your cat? He went after his cat. He tortured his cat? He deprived her of my letters. Lewis, you lost your shit during a negotiation because someone didn't read your letters to their cat? Marty, please. Sorry, I lost my head. I don't even remember signing the agreement. Well, you did! And Lewis, you've been asking Jessica to give you the ball instead of me ever since the day I met you. Well, she gave it to you. And you just went and scored a touchdown for the other team. Suit Season 3, Episode 9 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about bad faith, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back here with the guy who never leaves his you-just-got-lit-up mug on the wrong side of the sink. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, should we we have those uh, mugs by now? I love one. I think we've earned them. I love love one. You just got lit up. Yeah. Wow. I I think it'd be cool. We often uh, do this podcast while drinking, you know, our morning coffee. I know a lot of our listeners uh, listen to the podcast early in the morning as well. you still get Suits merch? Like the Suits merch boom happening this summer? I feel like you have to kind of bring it back, right? Like you don't like get some this kind of swell of popularity Let's and see. then not capitalize on it. I mean, look on at us. Etsy, We're capitalized on see. it. On Amazon, you just got lit up mug. Okay. Um mm-hmm. $15. Uh there's a tumbler. Like a big mug. Like a big, like, yeah, yeah. like I want just like a, a coffee mug, you know, like a solid yeah. mug. Um now, if I, I, if I just one. have my wife, who is big into the cricket machine, you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She, she's been making clothes, huh? She makes. She can make like shirts and mugs and stuff like that. Can I just get my wife to make it for me? That, I think so. Or, or am I not supporting suits? Uh, but who knows who the money goes? Right. We don't know who. Uh, we don't know who's in NBC with suits. store. Yeah. Right, exactly. Anybody, we, we want to support the little guy. Yeah, I don't know if anybody from uh the the world of suits is getting money from the sixteen ninety five I drop at the NBC Universal store. This is why we have to support the strike. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Um mm-hmm. I saw a, a mug today like that said if I Rick put Hoffman the lit got in a dollar, I'd do it, but Yeah. Yeah. If Rick Hoffman was selling this specifically, like if it was his Etsy shop, I'm like, I'm buying I'm buying from it every day. I want the I put the lit in litigate mug like that's mm-hmm. the one I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. Is uh Rick Hoffman on store uh, and on Twitter and does he have a link to his shop? No. Is he not? He's not on Twitter either. He is on Twitter, uh, but his most recent tweet was from July 25th, and okay. uh, somebody is pretending to be him on Facebook, and he said, "Not me. Please report. Thank you." 
Yep, I'm looking at it too. Mm-hmm. No, Stacy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Please report. Thank you, pal. Um, yeah. Dang, that's tough. Oh, ha! One of his tweets says, "Cole F and Beasley." Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A Cole Beasley guy. Who knew? <laughs> Yeah, I think he's uh, a Bengals fan from what I can uh, see. I I don't know when Cole Beasley was on the Bengals uh, that he uh, was uh, excited that Boomer Esiason was being inducted into the Bengals ring of honor. Uh, Well, Cole Beasley never played for the Bengals, to my knowledge. I know he played for the Cowboys and the Bills. I don't think he ever played. You know, I'm famously a Bengals hater, so I would know if Cole Beasley was over there. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's Mm -hmm. an SMU fan. Maybe he's a Boomer Sison fan. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think maybe he's uh yeah. like what is his fan yeah. base? Like, look, okay. seriously, I think we need to know who <laughs> Lewis Litt. <laughs> the so listen to this, Chappelle. For. This is relevant uh, because so okay. that he actually was. Um, I think he, is he a Giants fan? Um, so maybe he's. Well, because like, did play for the Giants. Yeah. So he says, uh, way past expectations. Way to go, Giants!" On January fifteenth. And then uh, he retweeted Carl Banks, who tweeted Daniel Jones slander go. Uh, And then he reposted that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a Giants fan. He's a Giants fan and a Knicks fan. I guess Rick Hoffman might be from uh, from New York. I don't think I ever knew Mm -hmm. that. I, I guess I never asked the question. Yeah. So uh, I think maybe, hometown guy. yeah, maybe he's just, uh, and, and Boomer Sison works in New York sports talks radio. So, uh, I okay, think that that's, yeah. yeah, he's also, uh, yeah. And also retweeting Rangers stuff also. So we're learning so much about the interests of Rick Hoffman. Yeah. I think we should do this every now and then just kind of, uh, go into the, the wormhole of some of these people's social media, yeah. kind of see what they've been talking about. I just like to know stuff about them, you know, their, their teens, all that good stuff. Cause we're going to be with these characters for, uh, uh, five more seasons after this, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I, what what else are we doing here? We might as well get a little, do a little deep dive while we talk about this show that we love so much. Sure. Okay. Yeah. This has been a interesting uh, rabbit hole to go down. Hope everybody uh, enjoyed going with us on that uh, because yeah. Uh, look that this actually was a that's a good tie in because it was a lot of Lewis Lit and the world of sports and scoring touchdowns and uh, he said his father played for the Washington Generals and uh, <laughs> that he. Got got back in the game and did score a touchdown for his own team this time. And it wasn't even the eighth inning yet. It was the eighth inning and, you know, it got tough. There's a lot of Lewis sports references in this episode and it doesn't go well. I mean, Lewis is, uh, this is not a great episode for Lewis. I think that, I think yesterday I said that Lewis gives me Harold vibes. You know, I think that Lewis kind of resents Harold because they are very similar and that sometimes Lewis gets in his own way and he does bungle some things and not bingle some things, even though those two things can be, you know, misconstrued as well. Um, But in this episode, Lewis has one task. He has one job. And he messes it up royally throughout the episode. Um, yeah. And we're not and, talking and about bad. with Rachel Saint. Yeah. No, not that job. No, not at all. Not that royal, but pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, and he has a lot of support. You know, Katrina is back as well. Rob, I'm starting to notice that Katrina feels like Lewis's ego outside of his body. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's like, um, 
he's talking to her and she is just giving him positive affirmations throughout the day. And I don't know if that's really how she feels about Louis or if she just realizes that's her role. Katrina's very savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so watching Louis say things like, you know, I got to go do this thing. And she's like, well, obviously, you know, you, you know, I, I got, I have to watch your temper because you're like the Hulk. And he's like, yes. And physique and, and, and temperament. She says, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. like she's, she's right there with him at every step of the way. I really like their partnership, but I wish it was more successful because in this episode, he was making a fool of himself. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's like, I'm going to build up Lewis because that's the only way I'm going to advance in this company is if Lewis is a bigger success than Harvey. And so she's backing Lewis completely. So we are getting, we we are not out of the woods with uh, the Edward Darby no. of it all. Uh, because <laughs> still here. And, and really not even the Ava Hessington of it all by the end of the episode. Still here. We are dealing with the divorce. Uh, it's the dissolution of uh, the... Pearson Darby Specter relationship. And so mm-hmm. we need to put Lewis in charge. Uh, Jessica is uh, basically, she, it sounds like what she's describing is uh, like a trick play where we're going to make Edward Darby think Lewis is quarterback, but actually we're snapping the ball to Harvey, direct snap to Harvey. Yeah. It's a this episode is called Bad Faith, and uh, it's something that they say a lot on Suits. But I'm always kind of questioning like how when they draw the line because a lot of this stuff feels like bad faith to me. So I, I looked it up and it was like intentional dishonest act by not fulfilling legal or contractual obligations, misleading an, another, entering into an agreement without intention or means to fulfill it, violating basic st- uh, standards of honesty and dealing with others, basically being duplicitous with I, I guess in a in a legal sense. But I feel like that's all of suits you know they're always towing the line with this but here it feels like everybody's kind of okay with the bad faith uh because of the way darby ended up in this partnership with jessica in the first place we know he was covering up a murder mm-hmm. uh, essentially um and so they have no reason to play fair here and so if she wants to spike you know put lewis as quarterback but then snap the ball to harvey i think it's all fair game yeah And so really the plan is that, okay, Lewis is going to be tying them up and trying to be fair and negotiating, 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 while we're going to see Harvey is going to be the one who is going to try to, what is he, he's trying to get all of the money from the Folsom Foods uh, in before we uh, get to the actual deal being signed? Yeah, so they, um, they need the money, right? So oh, no, he's going to get Samsung. Who, that, that, that was the big part of it. He's going to sign yes. Samsung. Yeah, they need a, a a a big win, right? So if they can get somebody who has a lot of money, then when it's time when the finances roll out or whatever, and they have to decide who's getting what in this divorce, the person the side with the most money it gets to make the decisions here. And so they want somebody who can uh, bring in like they want a heavy hitter. And so I think this conversation is very interesting between Mike and Harvey because they talk about like, okay, well, who do you want? Do you want uh, a huge company uh, or a big client that just took an L? But Harvey said, no, you need, you don't need a a client that needs, you know, that's down bad. You need a client that actually just won. Mm -hmm. He says, who cries hardest at the Miss America pageant? Is it, it's not the ones who (laughs) lost. It's the one who won because she can't win again. He made that up. He made that up. Right. Yeah. He made that up. Yeah. That's why Harvey would cry because he can't win again. But mm-hmm. most people are like, I won. Let me go win something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to go after Samsung. Now, is 
Edward Darby, he can no longer practice law in the United States. Like, is uh, his firm able to still practice law? Like, if you're Samsung, do you want Edward Darby's firm? No, but I don't think Darby's going after Samsung. I think Samsung's up for grabs. Uh, and I think that Darby is kind of just like trying to get through this. Uh, this but isn't that where like, Harvey meets Dana Scott that she's also going into Samsung? Well, they're, they're his client, yes. And has, Samsung has no reason to leave, I don't think, is what's going on here. I think that, you know, Samsung's probably international, maybe. I don't know. I think the law offices of Darby, like Darby cannot exist in uh, in the country, but I don't think they can't re- represent anybody mm-hmm. from inside the country. At least that's how it looks for me. Okay. Um, or maybe they can keep Samsung until the dissolution is done, right? And so as long as he has Samsung on record being one of his, he still gets credit for those finances. I don't know, Rob. We really we need to go know. to law school we at this know. point. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the big thing that ends up happening, so Lewis, he's like, watch this. I'm ready to go in there and I'm going to uh, run circles around them because I have no animosity towards the person that I am going to be going up against. And it turns out that it's Nigel and he gets Lewis in a blender. Lewis's whole theory here is that Jessica cannot go in and handle the dissolution herself. Harvey can't do it either because they are too close to the case. They are still pissy at Stephen Huntley and Darby and all the things that went into that. And so they're going to come in from an emotional standpoint. They're going to screw it all up. Lewis doesn't have any emotional standpoint to this. He's been fighting about a cat for the last two episodes. So he doesn't even know what the hell's going on here. But he walks in and... The cat situation is looking him dead in the face. It's like, it's Nigel. Nigel's back. And it's like, it's like they knew. They knew that they needed somebody who could rattle Lewis into doing something stupid. And this was the perfect person. Yeah. Um, because Katrina's there to try to keep Lewis under wraps. He's like, Lewis, you don't, you don't want to let the Hulk out. You can't let the Hulk out. And for a second, it feels like he's not going to. But once Nigel shows up, all bets are off. The gloves are off. He basically kicks Katrina out the room and tells Nigel, listen, everything's on the table. All that stuff that they told me specifically not to do, screw it. We're doing it. And we're going to get down and dirty to do it. I think they should just fight at this point. Like They should just yeah. go get in the ring because this is dirty. My favorite part of it was that Nigel reveals he had not read the letters that Lewis had written to the cat. <laughs> Didn't even unopened. open them. It was the it was the stab in the front, you know, like like oh uh, yeah. Not only have I taken the cat back, but these letters that you sent, <laughs> I didn't even read them. They're unopened. He didn't read a single word to rattle them. And oh, also, Lewis sent them a, sent the cat a portrait. Yeah, and she never even gave it. It to was me. one of the photos ne- that of. And I'm sure this was a sore spot for Katrina, where these were the pictures that Lewis put into her briefs uh, when she went to trial that time. Yes, that and was like the Teddy Nigel's Roosevelt, just, right? Yeah, Nigel's has been sitting uh, sitting on that stuff. That portrait was supposed to be a gift for the cat, and so uh, yeah. This is the last straw. And so Lewis screws this up and he just throws everything out in the open. And now the fight has started. And then the next thing we know, Harvey is barreling into Lewis's office and being like, what the hell is wrong <laughs> with you? And Lewis is kind of like, but I, but I got the private chat. No. They're going to pay for and pay for our letterhead, <laughs> business cards. <laughs> like, I know I messed this up, Harvey. Please don't hate me. And Harvey's like, what are you talking about? It's a damn cat. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is tough. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, Harvey's like, Lewis, you've been asking us for this opportunity for years. I know, Harvey, I screwed it up. I know, <sighs> my bad. It's a cat, dog. It's a cat. It's a cat. Um, 
I, I like this moment because you can tell Harvey is just furious. He cannot be madder. But at the same time, he's looking at Lewis and he's seeing Lewis for this absurd human he is. And he he's like processing that for Lewis, this actually makes sense. For anybody else, it's a fireable offense. Like you should go to jail and then potentially to hell as well because you just screwed this all up. But for Lewis, he's like, I'm so mad at you. But I also see that in your heart, there was nothing you could have done to stop this. This is the equivalent of Stephen Huntley saying, yeah, I screwed over Donna to Harvey. You know, like mm-hmm. he sees red and it's over. There's nothing you could do. This was a sore spot for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Lewis, he's going to try to get another opportunity to try to fix it. And so he is uh, going to go to Tony G. Tony Giannopoulos is back. Tony G. Ah, oh, man. Love Tony G, man. He's so suave. You don't, because my favorite thing about Tony G is that you can't even get to Tony G. You got to go through other people and then they got to allow you to see Tony G. So Lewis goes to Tony G's spot and he's dealing with the minion. And the minion's like, man, Lewis, you're really good at your job. Look at all this financial stuff that you're throwing at me. Like, this is crazy. You want to be my personal, like, you know, accountant or whatever the case may be, or financial manager. And, and Lewis is like, no. I need Tony G to play ball with mm-hmm. me. And the guy's like, Tony G, Tony G play ball with you? Baby, we heard about the cat situation. No, thank you. You're good. You are good. We are safe. No worries. Don't come here with that. Yeah. Good day. Good day. I said good day. And so Lewis is defeated once again. Um, but it's because they don't take Lewis seriously. What they need is a big name. They need Harvey. Yeah. Um, and so... Lewis, eventually, he is going to be the person who is going to win back over. Uh, what does he do? He he brings the documents to Harvey that Harvey loves. What what did Lewis do? Um, so Lewis ends up going to Harvey and saying, like, look at all the stuff that I cooked up, right? It was Katrina, Katrina and him put their heads together. He has those documents. The same documents he was going to present with Tony G and wow him. Because they need Tony G's money. They need uh, they need that Giannopolis holdings to fund this thing so that can put them over the edge, over the Fools and Foods things that they're obviously losing track of. Harvey's like, this is great. Lewis, you've done a good thing. Why why are you coming to me with it? And Lewis is like, well, I mean, they don't love me. Mm-hmm. But from you, Tony G might hear you out. And so Harvey's like, Lewis, you did a good thing. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very good because on the other end, um, Harvey is actually losing a fight with Fulsome Foods. So yes. he needed this moment. The moment with Lewis and Harvey, I thought that we were going to like pull back and this was like Lewis's dream and this wasn't really happening. Bruh, me too. <laughs> He's me like, Lewis, too. I, this was great work. And, I, and you know what? I just have to say, I, like, I've always appreciated you. You are, I respect you. You're an incredible member of this team. You're an excellent attorney. Yeah. And a then, valuable member like, of this firm. I forget what Lewis said, and Harvey's like, all right, don't push it. I'm like, all right, maybe it's not he a said, dream. And a, and a friend? Yeah. And a friend? Yeah. I'm a friend? Yeah. No, no, don't. Stop it. Stop it. Um, and Lewis is like, it means so much to me that you would say that. And Harvey says, do you need a tissue? He's like, can I use your pocket square? He's like, mm-hmm. absolutely no, not. No. Um, I thought this was a dream too, but it, this is really a, just a callback to the beginning of the episode where when uh, Lewis initially goes to talk about the dissolution, uh, Jessica tells, um, like, she's hearing Lewis out. And then Harvey walks in like, you don't let Lewis do this? Lewis Lynn is going to be the one. Obviously, Harvey was right. Lewis should not have been the one to do this. But he basically calls Lewis a joke in front of Jessica. So when Lewis walks out, Jessica said, hey, Harvey, 
back when you were a senior partner and even an associate, you could play those like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna ridicule you games back and forth, whoop, whoop, whoop. But now you are a name partner. You're the boss. You can't pick on the employees. So you kind of have to be nice. She tells a story about how when she was, a, a, I guess, a senior partner or whatever the case may be, she would argue all the time with this one guy. And But the moment she became a name partner and the managing partner or whatever, she immediately went to him and said, hey, I value you. You're important to me. And that guy never voted against her interest the entire time that he was there. And mm-hmm. so Harvey was just using some of Jessica's advice to win over Lewis. And I think that's a good thing because when Lewis is on, he's on. It's just that sometimes he's not on. And so uh, Harvey really needs to have good Lewis in his back pocket. Okay. So Harvey is also going to take Lewis to go uh, meet with Tony G and then they're going to go meet up with Michael Jordan. (laughs) They're going to go on a private jet with Michael Jordan. uh, And well, they're going to take a private jet to Chicago to have dinner with Michael Jordan. I mean, Harvey pulls out Michael Jordan's uh, like name left and right. Uh, I wonder if MJ knows that he is such a big part of this show. Do you think Michael Jordan has ever seen Suits? I don't think so. Never? Not one time? I don't think so. I don't think so either, which is wild, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they say his name every three episodes. Yeah. Does Michael Jordan want to go to dinner with Harvey and Lewis and Tony Giannopoulos? Maybe with Tony G. Yeah. And maybe, man, Harvey, Harvey acts like him and MJB, like, they cool. Like, they real, real friends. Like, they're not just, like, that's not his own, that's not his client, but that's, like, his homie as well. Like, mm-hmm. they've made that bond. Um, MJ might leave if he see Lewis get off the private jet. He might go. Yeah. He's not, he's not a very personable person. Every, people like him because he wins. Yeah. And I think him and Harvey got that in common. All right. Um, let's bring in Dana Scott into this where Dana Scott Scotty. is coming back again. And she's like, Harvey, you got to help me. Like, I'm going to get fired. Yeah. I need this. You got to help me. Like, uh, don't, don't take the money from, uh, from Folsom Foods yet. Yeah. From MJ to Scotty, just like that. Uh, Harvey is now, uh, sitting here saying, like, Scotty, I can't really trust you. And Scotty's like, you owe me. I remember when I was about to go back home because you shipped me back to the, to Europe and you came to me and you're like, Scotty, I need your help. I love you. I care about you. Da, 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 da. And you used her emotions against her to get her to help you with this Ava Hessington thing. Now, Scotty's about to get cooked up and she needs Harvey to lay off. But he's not going to. Harvey's like, I don't trust you. I'm not doing this. But she's like, listen, if I can beat you this time, I can get my name on the door. Dana Scott, Scotty, stand up. Mm-hmm. Stand the hell up. You fought to get Harvey's name on the door with yours. He didn't play ball. The man came and got you for the Ava Hessington thing. You got played. And now here you are begging this man for mercy, basically. And he's giving you nothing. He's giving you crumbs. Scotty, I don't ever want to see you and Harvey have these conversations again. This is the end of this road. Right, but he I like her. he does. He backs off. He says, "Okay, we're not going to include that false money." And then they get fired from Ava Hessington, and he is like, damn, "God damn it, Scotty! She she, did this. she screwed us over." Donna's like, "We should call her." Like, no, why would we call her? Why would I trust the woman who's in love with me, Rob? Mm-hmm. She loves me. She does everything I ask her to do all the time. She literally tried to get my name up on That's the wall here. That's the last here. thing I would do is call the her. The last thing I would do is trust a woman that loves me. Are you kidding me? I'm Harvey's best. Have you met my mom? Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, Harvey, go to therapy. This is embarrassing. Uh, so, of course, 
He doesn't trust Scotty. He assumes she's behind this. Later on, we find out that she is not behind this at all. Yeah. Grow up, Harvey. Grow up. Yeah. Um, it turns out, imagine this after nine episodes of the season. Ava Hessington actually hates all these people. <laughs> Dog, last episode. She's suing us for a- malpractice. Chappelle, I think she has a case. You think? Is it the the lawyer who sent the, uh, like, who allowed, wait, the lawyer who murdered somebody and tried to frame me, uh, his boss who tried to cover it up, the company that don't believe me whenever I tell them it's not me, the, uh, what what else is it is, the bribe, the bribe they made me take, I mean, the, I mean, the plea deal they made me take about the bribe, mm-hmm. you know, where she pled guilty to that, you, you name it, they have been on this woman's ass. In the last episode, Mike Ross said, you know, it's weird. We did all that for Ava Hessington. Literally got her off for murder. And she just left and didn't even say thank you. Mm-hmm. And Harvey says, did you see all the stuff we put her through? Would you have stopped and said thank you? I think she just wanted to get away from us. Yeah. She went home, sat with it for a second and said, hey, screw these people. Mm-hmm. I had them all. <laughs> I think everyone's getting a lawsuit. I think she's got a class action. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know what the opposite of a class yeah. action Not is. Not to mention they like just signed Tony G, who is like her arch nemesis also. They signed Tony G. That's what, what have they not taken like, from yeah, this woman? I would rather, was it, was, was, did she say I would rather be locked in a cell than have him run my company? Did she say that? I would rather rot, rot in a cell than rot in a cell than have this man run my company. And it's like the red wedding <laughs> for for Ava Hessington. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. Everything this is all touched. she has. Yeah. Everything they touched. This is incredible. They of course her life. she's suing them. Yeah. Now this is a twist that I did not expect. But of course she's suing it. Like I'm like I'm Team Ava. What did she do wrong? Bribe yeah. a couple people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. All right. So we're going to be dealing with that. Ava Hessington, I believe, will be back. I think the next episode is the mid-season finale. So we'll see if this is ultimately the end game with Ava Hessington, or if this will continue into the back half of season three. Let's talk about the Mike and Rachel of it all because uh, this was a Ooh. big Mike and Rachel episode. First was off. It? You know, really, uh, this was Rachel. uh, There was a moment again where I'm like, oh, like I'm like making breakfast for my kids while I was watching this. I'm like, hey, all right. uh, Nobody look at dad's iPad while Mike and Rachel are uh, uh, in the morning. Yeah. Mike's like, I got to get to work. You know, we just beat this murder trial and I got to get to work. And Rachel's like, oh, the job we both work at? Yeah. How about no? It's like, okay, Rachel, grow up. I, I think everybody was treating themselves in these last couple episodes, though. We saw uh, Harvey take Donna to go purchase some bags. Mike just needed to blow on some steam. And so did Rachel, who, you know, ha- this has become her main role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike's distraction from work whenever she wants to have sex. I don't know. Um, I I don't care about Mike and Rachel yeah. anymore. I'm sorry. This is this is the the dark side of the okay. of the showman. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a lot going on here because uh, then they got into a little bit of a like couples squabble here, where it turns out that Mike is leaving his mug on the wrong side of the sink. Rachel is one of the most meticulous women in Manhattan. Oof. This is. Why'd you say that, Mike? Why would you say that? Mike, how many women in Manhattan do you know? Mm-hmm. How are you just going to make a, a, a statement like that? He was Look, he, his back was against the wall. Tess he felt doesn't like he care where attacked. you leave the mugs. Neither Tess Jenny. don't care. Tess, J- Tess and Jenny don't care. They really just wanted you for you. But Rachel has demands. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, uh, you know, 
Yeah, story tracks. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, yeah, I think that um, Mike is taking this very personally because he says he feels like a guest in her home. She never comes to his house because what if she sees, what if she sees the image of Tess wrapped All in a blanket? she is Tess. That bitch Tess. Like she, she was there. So, oh, Rachel, grow up. So they never yeah. go to, to, to Mike's apartment, which I mean, Mike's apartment looks fine. It's fine. Um, so they're always at Rachel's, but Rachel has, uh, you know, very specific guidelines for how she likes her stuff. The, the mugs need to be on the right side or the left side or whatever the case may be, the correct side. Um, and so Mike's kind of just like throwing some jabs back at her. And eventually he smooths this all over by saying, you know, I just really wish we lived together. What if we just lived in my, my granny's apartment that mm-hmm. I bought? Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, you shouldn't have. I, how'd you know? And now they have this big, a romantic gesture where, you know, they actually went and searched for this apartment together. Yeah. They basically chose it together. This is their, their, their origin story. So it makes sense to go live in the apartment, I guess, to them. Yeah. I got to be honest. I kind of thought Michael Ross already moved into the, the other apartment. Uh, I mean, so he was just like sitting on it. Like I bought this place in Manhattan and I'm just like uh, doing nothing with it. I'm just paying rent. He really had places. to he really hadn't had time to, uh, you know, to go do anything about it. How much money does Mike Ross make as like an associate? I have no idea. I guess well, let should... us know. Let us know in yeah. the uh, Facebook group or on feedback. Yeah. Let us know I because mean, he probably could afford both. I mean, they say he's a first year associate, but it's the third season of the show. How many years has passed? Like, how much time has passed? Because um, we're still deal- dealing with, well, I mean, we've gotten Clifford Danner out of jail. Like, Hmm. Like two seasons ago, at this point, he's mm-hmm. got he's working as a waiter, so it's not like he's moved up in the up the ladder that much. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been. I, yeah, ask, also, if you have a good timeline for what's going on here, let us know. Go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook or tweet us at suitspod and tell us, hey, I think I got a good feel for yeah. how much time has passed on this show. Uh, is Harvey still wearing his little waistcoat? Is it still cool outside? These are questions that <laughs> I don't have. Know. Also, uh, Harvey did give Mike a, a significant bonus at one point also. So I don't know if that's what uh, he used for the chunk of the down payment on uh, buying this house. But anyway, so Robert Zane is in the mix also. It's like, okay, well, if we could just give Folsom Foods that they could give us the money early, that would help us. And so he meets Robert Zane on the golf course and he's like, Hey, like, can, can you hook us up here with this? And Robert Zane's like, why would I help you? And Mike's like, come on, dad. Come on, dad. Yeah. Dad. Pops. He's like, you think Rachel was going to like this? So you're playing hardball with me. His dad's like, ugh. Fine, you're right. Rachel's gonna be annoyed that I'm using that I'm like that I'm picking on you to bully her company. Robert Zane had a point though. How are you gonna come to me to help save your company when I'm supposed to be the name on the wall with you? Remember, mm-hmm. he was like, "How are you gonna come to the person you left to get it back at at your wife, the one you got with? What mm-hmm. are you doing?" He's like, "You left me at the altar, baby." Mm-hmm. So yeah, Robert Zane is not talking about it, but. Uh, Mike Ross does leverage his relationship with Rachel, which Harvey kind of is like, that a boy. That's mm-hmm. how I taught you. That's well, what you're even to do. Robert Zane liked. He's like, that kid's got balls. Yeah, he like, that, yeah, that's what it's a masculine thing to do. That's what mm-hmm. we do as men. We uh, <laughs> leverage our relationships. These women, uh, that's what they are tools and chess pieces. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> and so they both are really enjoying that. But Rachel's like, you used me. And so she really makes this about her. I mean, I guess it's kind of about her, but it's really not. Um, and so it come to find out that, yeah, she's upset with it. And she says, 
yeah, Mike, how can I move in with you if you're going to be doing these like backstabby things behind my back? And Mike gets really offended. But to that, I say, Rachel is 100% correct. Mike Ross, you lied to this woman the entire time. She she fell in love with you on, on a lie. Y'all's first time uh, having sex was when you revealed said lie to her. Yeah. This woman has not known the real you for longer than she's known the fake you. And you are currently still living a lie. She's just an accomplice to the lie. Why would she be running and jumping into the home buying process with you? It just doesn't make any sense. That she should not want to cohabitate with you, sir. Mm-hmm. Not that quickly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he's like, oh, damn. Like, Donna had to legit, like, hey, Mike, have you ever looked in the mirror? Mm-hmm. He's like, damn, I am a criminal. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Well, if I was me, I probably wouldn't want to yeah. date me either. Donna said to Mike, like, you know, you screwed this up. He's like, well, Harvey thought it was a good idea. She's like, yeah, I said anybody who understands women would say this was a bad idea. And I was like, but Har- oh, yeah, right. Meanwhile, Harvey's over there stomping on Scotty's grave. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a good look for Mike. Mike finally comes to terms with, yeah, okay, Rachel probably needs some time, you think? Uh, and then Rachel reveals what I guess is the, the bombshell of the entire episode. She's like, Mike, I have to tell you something. I'm thinking, oh, shoot, she's going to tell him that she got into Columbia, mm-hmm. right? She's very excited <laughs> because nope. no one's no one's mentioned that since the day it happened. She's like, Mike, I, I got into Stanford. And then it's like, boom, that means she's leaving. She's going across the country. Mike, what are you going to do? Rob, what's he going to do? Uh, what can Mike do? Uh, only one thing to do, propose. Stop it. Stop it. Stop the shenanigans. Or Rachel could just go to a different law school. Mm -hmm. I think she'd be fine. Yeah. She's already, look, in theory, she's already not going to be able to work at Pearson Hartman, right? Like in theory, we only hire Harvard grads here. So what, what is the Stanford, Columbia? Okay. You know, if you're that in love, stay in Columbia, stay here in New York, go to Columbia be close to you. Go work for your dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you got a hell of a reference letter from your dad coming soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you ain't got to work for him. You can go work with uh, with Harold at Britton and Gould and, and Sons or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, this. I just didn't feel like this was that big of a bombshell. You got to stand for it say no. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to go, go. You know, but I don't know. This, this felt like they were making a mountain out of a molehill. All right. Well, we'll see what happens in the finale with Mike and Rachel, uh, the mid-season finale coming up uh, next time. Who gets the Liddy in this episode? Ew. I think nobody. Um, yeah, this is ew. Um, is, is it Lewis? When, you know, Did Lewis redeem himself? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, they, they would not be in this position if it was not for Lewis. He does not get the Liddy. He's out. <laughs> Rachel's out. She didn't do anything at all. Mike You're give it is to out. Mike? Rachel's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Rachel's potentially leaving. That was the big bombshell. I mean, Harvey, Harvey can't do? get it because yeah, the whole Scotty thing is embarrassing. Um, and Donna got a handbag, right? Donna got the handbags. Donna did get the handbags. Um, it's between Donna and Jessica at this point. What do you want to do? Is there anybody else that's on the board? No. We if we've given it to Katrina once before. Did we? No, have we? I, I thought we did earlier this season. I don't think so. I don't think we gave it to Katrina. <laughs> I mean, she <laughs> rebuilt Lewis. She she did, but someone needed to. Harvey did tell Lewis that he liked him a lot. Yeah. I, I think I would give it to Katrina here. She rebuilt Lewis's confidence, got him the you just got lit mug. 
she did some nice things for Lewis. Ew, bro, this is not, we're not doing ourselves any favors with this Bechdel thing, huh? Like, Katrina gets it. Why? She helped Lewis. Like, okay. Well, we can only um, deal with what's on the screen, Chappelle. I, look, I'm not judging us. I'm just saying, like, they got us in a tight spot here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, this is tough. Um, I get, look, I like Katrina. I'd give it to Katrina. Look, look okay. maybe... Yeah, maybe uh, we'll ask a poll or something like that to see if people agree with us. I think we did give her one earlier this season. I think this is her second on the season. Okay, look at Katrina coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, she's making a name for herself here, in two, and she's not in the main cast, right? No. The scrappy underdog. I think we support this. Yeah, okay. All right, so then we talked about a couple of the references already. Um uh, Lewis uh, talked about uh, the Great Escape with Steve McQueen. Have you seen that? No. No, a little before no. my time, sadly. Oh, you haven't seen it either. No. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. Okay. All right. Um, some feedback. Suitspodcast.com/slash/feedback. Angela Taylor says, "Please tell me you will be doing the next podcast while drinking from a you just got lit up coffee mug." Well, we talked it through. Maybe we will. Mm-hmm. Let's uh. I, I I like we put the lit in litigation, but we have to find a good company to buy it from because, like, again, we can't just be giving our our money to the NBC store. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're better than that. Let's yeah. let's see. Uh, send us some options. If you got some pictures of some suits, I would love merch, a mug. You just got lit up mug. Yeah, you got lit up. Send us some options. Go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook or go to at suitspod on Twitter and show us your suits merch or potential suits merch that you think we should buy. I'd like a suits shirt. Mm-hmm. It's not like a shirt that looks like a suit. I don't like those like fake tuxedo shirts. What would the suit but, shirt um, say? Something lit, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, someone wants to get lit up. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Somebody let me know. I'm sure there's something out there and I want to see it. Okay. Oh, maybe it just has a can opener on it. Can opener? How about Louis Lit as Teddy Roosevelt? Uh, yes, please and thank you. Okay. All right. Then Chappelle... We got a question from Ben who says, do you think that Donna and Harvey should end up together? And hmm. let's use the operative word should. Right. No, I'm, that's what you know. I'm, that's where I am. I'm like, Donna deserves better than Harvey. Mm-hmm. Harvey sucks. I mean, look, look at what he's doing to Scotty right now. Yeah. Like if you could see how he treats Scotty, would you want to wish that on anybody? Mm-hmm. No. Hell, even some of the stuff he said to Donna kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, was it this episode where uh, he took her to get a bag and then later on in the same episode was like, Donna, how dare you do so? She was like, oh, what? you didn't buy a handbag so you could talk crazy to me. I know that's mm-hmm. I know that's not what this is. Um, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. She tells him he's tripping a lot. You know, so I really think that Donna might be good for Harvey. I don't know if Harvey's good for Donna. I don't think that they you? should end up together. I think that yeah. Donna can find somebody else. And I think in Harvey, I don't envy the person he ends up with. Right. Uh, he had to do a lot of growing and Donna would have to like, there would have to be a crazy, crazy growth narrative here for like Harvey Donna to work out for me because I mean, they've known each other this long and there's been nothing Something's got to give to make this whole thing shift to be the Donna Harvey story. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like from from episode one, you're like, do they kind of? But then throughout, you're like, no, mm-hmm. they're good. They're fine. Okay. We're good. 
One more question from David, who says, the entire concept of bad faith and outmaneuvering each other gives me Survivor vibes, which begs the question, who would be the best at Survivor of the core cast? Now, do we have to do a Suits Prant Steel at some point? Um, is anybody clamoring for one? I don't like, know. I know people I would know. probably. But, yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, we could just uh, get the highlights from ChatGPT. Um, who would be yeah. the best at Survivor? Of all of them, I think the women probably better than the men. Oh, I think that Jessica would rule with like an iron fist, right? Like, I mean, typical Jessica. She, she, I, but I, don't, I can't think of a comparable Survivor player to her. Like, where it would just be like, I'm like almost like a Boston Rob. You know, it's like I won because I said so, um, and there's really nothing y'all can do to stop me. Um, so she'd probably be, if I had to guess, probably her. But I mean, but Donna knows everything. Donna knows everything. Like she would be in the hub of it, you know, a, a real Cassandra. Mm-hmm. I, I I think she'd be, you know, so pencil yeah. in for final three at the very least. Yeah, I think that Donna probably is the person that I would pick in a survivor draft. I'm trying to think of like a, a person who was sort of like running their thing. Um, I, I feel like uh, maybe we're getting too far in the weeds, um, but almost like a... Andrew Savage uh, type would be like a mm-hmm. Jessica or maybe even like a Laura Moret, uh, where it's just like, OK, I'm sort of like these are my people and I'm and they're going to mm. listen to what I have to say. But like a little inflexible when it comes to like working with the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, like a Twyla, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like a Twyla. Uh, when she gets in charge, she's in charge. She's like, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, yeah, I could, I could see her just running the game, you know. And the, the problem is, or even like an Amy, Amy Cusack, yeah. you know, where it's like, this is my side, and we're gonna beat your side, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. And then once she gets beat, oh yeah, she's gonna take it very hard. Mm-hmm. And so, not to spoil yeah. Survivor Vanuatu from 30 years ago, but you know, it happens. Yeah. All um, right. But yeah, give me Donna. Donna's got to be the one, and then maybe Daniel Hartman. It'd be a villainy win, but he, mm-hmm. he, could, he could probably it could happen. probably ink one out. It could happen. Yeah. Okay. Chappelle, any other uh, feedback or questions uh, you want to talk about here with season three, episode nine? Uh, no, season three, episode nine was pretty good. I really uh, like. I told you my high. I don't. I don't think we're giving it a can opener or anything like that. But the Ava Hessington twist, I think, is one of the better twists so far because even though I'm tired of hearing her like talked about like i really thought this case would have been over and it's been nine episodes dealing with it her coming back and just being like i'm just gonna sue you all and see how y'all deal with that and deserved and deserved they yeah. they all need their ass whooped the way they gave hessington okay all right Chappelle, where can people keep up with you people can follow me on twitter at Chappelle's underscore show and follow at suits pod on twitter as well All right, we will be back tomorrow with the mid-season finale. We appreciate your ratings and reviews when you go to suitspodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-ch- 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.